It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Let's talk national security. It will be a big focus this year, a change in presidency, a change in foreign policy doctrine and what that means both for the nation, for our allies. And yes, we do have enemies around the world. Joined now by John Elliott, managing partner at Brighton Strategy Group and former deputy assistant to the president for national security affairs and uh, once the National Security Council spokesman from 2019 to 2021. So that's a lot in that mouthful to get out there, John. I could have just said, hey, it's John. I know him. But (laughs) I thought we'd at least put it all on the table. How are you doing? Doing great, David. Uh, i got to say at the outset that um, those of us who are in the national security business uh, find your show to be one of the absolute uh, must-listen shows uh, just because, particularly on China, but on the whole gamut of uh, the whole range of uh, national security issues, uh, you take it seriously and you've got really good insights. So uh, 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 happy to be on the program. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, it's because there are people that because of years of work with people like yourself who have taken this serious, it's a co- seriously, it's a complex field. It's not a simple either-or proposition in national security. And all too often, politics, which governs in the decisions that are made on policy, become more about politics than about the issue that's in front of the nation. We see a change in administration. And I think this doctrine change is not only significant, but a stark contrast and maybe a dangerous departure from a lot of elements or a lot of actions taken during the Trump administration that provided more stability and at least recognition of where there was a significant amount of instability on the world stage. So how do you see this change that we see developing in the first 30 days or so of the Biden administration? Well, thanks, David. Absolutely. I think just to take a step back, um, and you underscored this, is that um, Whatever your views are of Donald Trump's presidency, uh, it's really hard to dispute that he produced a stronger record of achievement uh, across the board when it comes to protecting the American people from a range of foreign threats uh, than any president in at least a generation. I think you have to go back to Ronald Reagan and there it was really kind of a binary uh, field with uh, really everything uh, spent uh, fighting the uh, Cold War back then with the Soviet Union. But um, if you look back at President Trump, Uh, He, uh, in four short years, he took on China in the most meaningful way in a generation or more. Uh, He forged the historic Abraham Accords in the Middle East. Uh, He defeated the ISIS caliphate, uh, countered Iran, and stood up the the Space Force, which is the first uh, uh, new uh, armed force uh, that we have uh, for 70 years. So uh, so I I took stock uh, after the first 30 days of President Biden's um, uh, tenure in seeing, well, how is he doing in terms of living up to President Trump's uh, remarkable record? And I think the the bottom line, David, is that the jury's still out on where the Biden administration stands on most of these great accomplishments of um, President Trump. Uh, But on a number of uh, items, there are worrying signs of a backslide on the historic progress made by President Trump. And um, so we'll we'll have to see. I mean, there are some good signs. I think that, uh, for example, uh, Tony Blinken, who's the uh, new secretary of state, uh, he uh, had a very good call with the quad countries, U.S., India, Japan and Australia, so-called quad countries that were a big priority for President Trump. And uh, 
he agreed to, they all agreed to strengthen cooperation on advancing a free and open Indo-Pacific. So good work on that part. Also, they're uh, on the Space Force, they're not uh, rolling that back at all. And that was the signature new service branch formed by uh, President Trump. Uh, but that's not even without uh, some issues. I mean, when uh, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, was uh, asked about it, um, uh, she she mocked the questioner in the uh, in the briefing room. And then she had to uh, backslide the next day in, in response to criticism from Republicans. She said, OK, we're not revisiting the decision to establish the Space Force. So even on, on items where they're going to keep things that President Trump uh, has made historic progress, it's not easy. Not, nothing's easy for this White House. So they even backslide there. So uh, one of the things, since we're on the issue of the Defense Department uh, and um, uh, if you look at the budget, uh, President Trump, if he were in office, uh, he had planned a $722 billion uh, uh, defense budget for the next year, which was remarkably, uh, it was about uh, $26 billion more than uh, the previous year. And right now, even though the budget's not going to come out from uh, Biden until May 3rd, uh, the initial planning shows that uh, it looks like they're just going to keep level from where uh, uh, where the spending was last year. So there's a number of troubling signs. I can go through more um, as well, but uh, that's uh, initially the start. One of the things on China, since you're very strong on China, David, the um, uh, um, President Trump, as you remember, pulled us out of the World Health Organization because the WHO was really a, an apologist for China, uh, led by Dr. Tedros. And um, and what we said was that uh, when we pulled out was saying, look, you know, we're going to spend the same amount on overall global health, but just not through a corrupt organization led by somebody like Dr. Tedros. And so we said that we would come back in only when there are reforms, particularly on the leadership side there. And uh, on his first day in office, uh, President Biden rejoined the WHO and didn't ask for any reforms, just gave lip service to, yeah, we want to work with them and uh, have some reforms, but we weren't going to come come back in. And we're the number one funder uh, uh, now, once again, for the WHO without demanding any reforms. So uh, there's some real problems there. Yeah, you know, the some people call it the carrot and the stick. I call it accountability for actions by these world bodies. Uh, they're not governing bodies, but they seem to act uh, like one or can have that effect because, you know, nations will make decisions, political leaders will make decisions uh, based on these bodies like the WHO. Before we move on, John, I want to stay in the Indo-Pacific region. And, you know, that was to me one of the hallmarks of the Trump administration to identify the region and its complexity. You talk about China and recognition of China for the threat that it is. When you think about combined things, not just their Navy, they now have by the numbers a larger Navy, while we have better multi-platform capabilities, there is still an issue there of, uh, you know, their Navy's growth. China controls over 95% roughly of our antibiotic supply. That's a medical security issue. Uh, when you look at their soft power in America and in the West, but in America, they own more than 2,000 companies in America, key companies, including one like Helgen, who, who's out of Houston, wholly owned as a Chinese subsidiary, but produces one of the rapid tests for COVID-19. They produce 97% of the fentanyl that's killing Americans. 
and they own media companies or access to media all across this country. China's soft power is very real. They use information warfare. They get embedded in our communities through the practices of buying and building large, uh, whether it's verticals, going to buildings, high rises, becoming part of the tax base, the Thousand Lights program. Uh, I forget the name now of the other program that Biden removed the Trump executive order on, uh, which goes down to the grammar school level, the K through 12 level. But China's soft power needs to be dealt with. 100 percent, David. Uh, and that's a very good point. If you look at uh, uh, on the range of fronts, uh, you're right, the soft power and they have their they have their uh, 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 Confucius uh, system is what you were talking about uh, that uh, goes down to the grade school level. And they have a lot of uh, what they're also doing is they have a lot of uh, espionage going on with some of our top scientists. So at some of our universities, what they're doing, not only are they sending over uh, some of their uh, military officials to to get this deep knowledge uh, that you can only get at some of our universities, but they also turn around and then they'll flip on occasion um, uh, just uh, through sheer bribery. They'll get uh, uh, they'll get uh, some of our best scientists to to uh, give them secrets that that we want to protect for Americans. So it's just amazing. They're soft power. And so President Trump recognized that and he countered that completely. And so if you look with President Biden, you know, he held a two hour call on February 10th with uh, Chinese President Xi. And he, uh, you know, it was a a long call. And he, uh, uh, according to the readout, he pressed for maintaining a free and open Indo-Pacific and uh, and on Taiwan and Uyghur human rights. So that's all good. But at the same time, then just uh, uh, later that day at a CNN town hall, he appeared to excuse the treatment of the Uyghurs saying, you know, about President Xi, culturally, there are different norms that each country and their leaders are expected to follow. So, I mean, uh, he's he's having a good readout of a call. But then uh, the same the same evening, then uh, same day, he uh, uh, appeared to excuse that uh, uh, unbelievable treatment of the Uyghurs. Um, And then the last thing on that one is that uh, uh, he also failed on that call to confront Xi for his party's unleashing the China virus on the rest of the world and for continuing to cover it up. So uh, um, it's just uh, not a good sign in the first 30 days here. He's got to be a lot tougher on China. So uh, uh, you're absolutely right to call that out, not only in the military. But, I mean, they, they built three ships uh, this past year. They were building three ships a month while we're spending uh, billions of dollars on these endless wars, having presence in Afghanistan and Iraq, which is something that uh, uh, President Trump made a, made a point of uh, of dialing that down in a big way. And, and we were and we are on schedule to pull out our forces uh, in Afghanistan. We have a 2,500 right now, and, and uh, President Trump wanted those out by, uh, by May 1st. But we'll see right now uh, President Biden is uh, not committing to that withdrawal. So we'll have to see. That's another uh, uh, measuring point that we'll see in early May. Great piece in The Federalist by my guest, John Elliott. Uh, We've only got a couple of minutes left, John, and we'll put the Middle East aside for another segment because that that is a longer discussion as well. 
Uh, but with just a couple of minutes left, I want to go to something that I've been keeping a close eye on domestically and uh, get your thoughts such as you have them. Granted, this again is coming out recently from one of my D.C. sources on this threat assessment that is or is not real in Washington, D.C. Security concerns, but I'm looking at a chain here that was offered to me by one of my very good sources that even the FBI doesn't think there's a credible threat, this storming assault on the Capitol that's expected later this week, and that while security is always an issue, and you and I believe in security, regardless of the political uh, dynamic, uh, it doesn't quite match when a brigadier general says we need to have a meeting, and he does, and the National Guard is being asked to stay in force at threat levels where they are now over 10,000 through mid-March. So, you know, there's a bit of politics, it seems like, at play here more than there is reality. Absolutely, David. Uh, you're really right to call that out. I mean, I was just down in the Capitol uh, just the other day, and I used to work there for seven years Um on Senate Armed Services and Senate Veterans Affairs Committees. And uh, it's just, you've never seen it uh, like this. There's a there's the troops that you mentioned, but there's razor wire around. I think they just took the razor wire off the top of the fence the other day, but uh, they have 12 foot high fences and Jersey barriers around the entire complex so that uh, people, you can't even get in to see your representatives unless you have a meeting uh, uh, and you have to go through, uh, uh, there are about two or three checkpoints um, uh, in the entire uh, establishment. And then you also have uh, same thing with Lafayette Park. You've got the 12 foot uh, fences out in front of the White House and that entire area. You can't go in there anymore. Uh, and so we're becoming a lockdown uh, uh, country here, lockdown capital um, for no reason, because it just doesn't match where the threat is. And so uh, there's real pushback there, at least among Republicans, uh, for calling out Nancy Pelosi for uh, putting up this uh, absurd fence that's going to be there uh, as far as she's concerned indefinitely. So uh, you're absolutely right to call that out. It's a, uh, it's something that's getting a lot more attention now and your listeners should really uh, uh, reach out if they can and, and uh, express their opinions to their uh, senators and representatives uh, about uh, the state of this lockdown, because we should be able to go see our, uh, our elected officials. Um, uh, and this just completely doesn't manage the threat. Last thing on that is that uh, it's being done deliberately, as you point out, by Nancy Pelosi, because she wants to raise this threat of a right wing um, mob. Uh, when really, if you look at all the riots over the summertime, there was nothing said by the Democrats. So. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.